voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, a very good evening from a rainy Indianapolis, Indiana. I hope you're doing well. Well, we got a very busy show, so I'm going to turn it over to Jeff and Mike. Well, first of all, we'll say good evening to everybody listening to All Things Radio Live. What a day here. Nothing but rain, but you can't complain about that. We've got a very busy show, and as Bill said, we're going to have our radio news, and we're going to have uh, we're going to have our radio news. There won't be Jennifer's call and format changes this week, but that will probably work out next week. But we have a featured segment on, you know, about 25 years ago, what were you watching on court television? Court TV. You probably were watching the O.J. Simpson trial, so we're going to talk a little bit about the O.J. Simpson trial. We're going to also feature Outlaw Country, a request for John Wesley Smith from KOLI in Texas. I'm not sure what Outlaw Country is. I'll have to ask our expert, Sean, who seems to know more about that stuff than I do. And of course, we'll have our usual classic air check to uh, to end everything in all things radio, and plus the radio news as well. So all in all, it's going to be a very, very busy podcast. We'll say good evening to everybody on the panel. We're all here because it's Thursday night and it's all things radio time. Over to you, Bill. So, you know, that's all I could say. Now, um, oh, wait a minute, Chris. No wonder, Jeff, you're not hearing me. My microphone was off. <laughs> anyway, I <laughs> want to say hello to our illustrious panel, too. We've got Chris, we've got Sean, we've got Gary, we've got Mike in Florida, and we've got, well, let's see, my missing. We've got Bill in Chicago, we've got Joe and Ellen, we've got the, the, the whole gang is here. Uh, they're here. So, yes, hello Harry. and welcome. Harry, too. Harry. Oh, we'll, we'll get to comments after the news, okay? Okay. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. ESPN says goodbye to ESPN Deportes. MS Broadcasting exits Austin, Texas. Beasley Media buys another radio station in Detroit, Michigan. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and let me get our look at the Nielsen May personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and ESPN makes news. ESPN Deportes is ending operations as of September 8th, 2019. The reason for the end of ESPN Deportes is digital. According to the sources of ESPN, the reason for the switch is that more Latin American listeners are switching from radio to digital. This will not end the Spanish programming for ESPN Deportes. ESPN Deportes will continue on via podcasting. It will lead to layoffs in their ESPN facilities in Largo, Florida. This affects 35 people, 10 full-time employees, and 25 part-time employees. This will also leave affiliates of ESPN Deportes scrambling for programming. Such affiliates as KENOAM in Las Vegas, Nevada, and KWKWAM in Los Angeles, California. But what a radio station WEPN AM in New York City. WEPN AM in New York City will 
drop the ESPN Deportes and pick up the national ESPN feed. In other news, MS Broadcasting is exiting Austin, Texas. MS Broadcasting had an interesting relationship in Austin, Texas, sharing the ownership of their radio stations with Sinclair Telecommunications. Now, this is not the Sinclair that's related to Sinclair Television that owns TV stations throughout the United States. However, MS is exiting Austin, Texas by selling its 50.1% stake in the six radio stations and three translators it shares with Sinclair Telecommunications. The cost of the deal? $39.3 million. Why is MS exiting Austin, Texas? According to Jeff Smealin, CEO of the company, he says we're going to be pursuing other opportunities. Beasley is also making news by acquiring radio station WDMK-FM from Urban One. The cost of the deal? $13.5 million. WDMK programs in urban adult contemporary format, and they have three translators that help this radio station serve the metro area of Detroit, Michigan. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. What happens when you mix country music with hip-hop? You get young country, and that's what's happening on radio station WYCZ-FM in Nashville, Tennessee. The station programs a mixture of country music and hip-hop, and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Entercom is making budget cutbacks at its radio stations in San Diego, California. The stations affected are KYXY-FM and KXSN-FM. At KXSN-FM, Mark Blackwell is gone after 37 years with the radio station. He'd been with the radio station since 1983 and became program director in 2018. Another casualty of the cutbacks in San Diego, California is Dave Mason, who was the midday personality at radio station KXSN-FM with a classic hits format. Another news, Kevin Callahan is the operations manager for the San Diego Cluster that's owned and operated by Intercom. He's been given additional duties. He'll be the new program director for radio station KFRG-FM with a country format owned and operated by Intercom in Riverside, California. Now let's take a look at some cord-cutting news. Technique is buying Dispatch Broadcast Group for $535 million. The company owns radio stations in Columbus, Ohio, but Technic isn't really interested in the radio stations. They're really more interested in the television stations. In the television side of the business, Tecta is acquiring WTHR Television in Indianapolis, Indiana, and WBNS Television in Columbus, Ohio. On the radio side, Tecta gains WBNS-FM. They transmit on a frequency of 97.1 and WBNS-AM, which transmits on a frequency of 1460. Both radio stations program a sports format. The FCC has approved the merger between Sprint and T-Mobile. However, the United States Department of Justice hasn't blessed the merger. Nine states, including New York and Connecticut, as well as the District of Columbia, are against the merger. Letitia James is the Attorney General of New York State, and she says that the merger between Sprint and T-Mobile would be bad. It would affect disadvantaged individuals because less competition would mean that they would not be able to afford cellular phone service. You heard of the dark web. How about the IPTV web? There are many IPTV services out there which would allow you to watch television channels which you might not be able to get on your regular cable. Dish Network is fighting back. If you're a Dish Network user and you provide satellite service to these IPTV services, expect to be prosecuted. According to the folks at Dish Network, they're not going to be putting up with IP pirates who provide satellite-delivered programming to illegal IPTV providers. Now it's time to take a look at the May Nielsen Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one rank radio station is WBLS-FM with its urban adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in New York City is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. And with all the hoopla concerning radio station WPLJ and its sale to the Educational Media Foundation, the radio station didn't do very badly in the book. In the May ratings, they ended up with a 3.1 share, which is the best they've seen in many, many years. In Los Angeles, California, the number one rank radio station is KOSC-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KTWV-FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one rank radio station is WTMX-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WBBM-AM with its all-news operation. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Chicago, 
Illinois is WVAZFM with an urban adult contemporary format. In San Francisco, California, things are status quo. The number one rec radio station is KCBS AM with its all news operation. The number two rec radio station is KQED FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Francisco, California is KLLC FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Dallas, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KHKS FM with a pop CHR format. The number two rec radio station is KZPS FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Dallas, Texas is KLUV FM with a classic hits format. In Houston, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KODA FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KGLK FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Houston, Texas is KMJQ FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one rec radio station is WFSH FM with a Christian adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WVEE FM with an urban format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WAMJ FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WBEB FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WMGK FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMMR FM with a rock format. In Riverside, California, the number one rec radio station is KOLA FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is KLLY FM with a Spanish adult its format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Riverside, California is KFRG FM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one rec radio station is KBAY FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is KQED FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Jose, California is KUFX FM with a classic rock format. Finally, in New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rec radio station is WKXW FM with a talk personality format. The number two rec radio station is WHTZ FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is WBLS FM with an urban contemporary format. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed by Geico Insurance, indeed the employment recruiting firm, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, and Progressive Insurance. Finally, we at All Things Radio are sad to report the death of longtime LA radio announcer Harvey Miller. Harvey Miller passed away at the age of 84. He began his radio career in Trenton, New Jersey, eventually moving to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, working at radio station WIBG AM, and he moved to Los Angeles, California, working at radio station KBLA AM, as well as KHJ and numerous other radio stations. We'll tell you more about Harvey Miller, and you'll get to hear an air trick of this remarkable radio announcer from KBLA AM later on in this edition of All Things Radio Live. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Before we get to you, though, we've got that caller who called in, I think it's 773, probably Bill in Chicago. It's Bill in Chicago. Hold on a second. Okay. Are you there, Bill? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, go ahead with your comment because uh, we okay. got a busy number, number. Okay, the first comment. Uh, Chris is on there. Sorry about your Bruins, Chris. And ah, I'll thank you. The, okay, the, the, second, <laughs> the second question I'm going to make. When was, as long as I've been listening, I've been that long. When was the, when have you ever had a first place in any area with a Christian Christian show? I, w- I believe Atlanta. I believe that Atlanta's fish is probably the only one 
even even the Christian station, which was KLTY in Dallas, Texas, while di- while doing very well at one point in the ratings, I don't believe that since I've been doing the personal people meter ratings, I don't believe that they've ever been number one. In St. Yeah, Louis, KLJY? Number one either. That's why. KLJY. Right, yeah, I was going to say in St. Louis, there's also KLJY, which is also number one, and that's a Christian station. Mike, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, KLTY, all of their successful, they've never been, you know, top three or four anyway. Well, this is KLJY. It was Joy FM. It's yeah. not uh, K Love. It's it's locally programmed. It's, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was okay. talking about KLTY. I mean, well, so it's KLTY. KLTY is also Since I've been listening and Jeff's been reading them off, that's the first time I've heard a, a Christian contemporary being number one in any area. You know, it was just because. I was going to say, well, it's a Bible Belt again. So. I guess so. Well, uh, Lionel, did you have... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with these Lodestone stations once CSPN is going to uh, close up shop in September. Well, I, that... I, don't, I don't see them, I mean, really, viable. it's not viable on AM anymore, no matter, regardless of what format you do. So I, I, I think WEPN in New York is going to do okay. I, I'm thinking, and it's just me, I'm thinking they may uh, simulcast the Jets games. Uh, why not? It's a nice, sig- a nice AM signal. It's, it's always people know where it is. It's been a sports signal in the past. They certainly were already the overflow for the Knicks and Rangers games when they play at the same time. So that was already happening. They may also do the Michael, uh, you know, the Michael K show because we have a presence on AM uh, again well, no. against Mike Francesa, who's on AM. Well, they don't have. They're on FM. They don't have to be on AM because they can run now. They can run the national ESPN just like just that in the news. They can. They which, can. But they may decide which, that they can get a little. It depends on how the revenue stream works. If they can get more from the national glop that they have on that time of day, which is always the worst, because other people yeah. are picking up their local programming. Fine, but if they can enhance their revenue with some advertisers by saying we're going to have a strong AM like Mike Francesa has, because Mike's on AM and FM, and they'll be on AM and FM. So I, I think also, they'll, I, I, they'll I go also, in here and there and do some simulcasting. I, think. I also believe that at some point, whether we like to believe it or not, I do believe that at some point there will be another company who will provide a sports talk format for the Latin American community. I can't believe that that won't ever happen. Um, yeah. ESPN is also laying off 10 people, uh, 10 full-time people and 25 part-time people. I mean, it was not up to them. It was not a viable operation. And just remember, guys, that producing sports in, in any genre is expensive. And when you got to pay rights, and ES- team- ESPN's been having budget cuts off and on for the last five years. I mean, there was one a couple years ago where they laid off 120 people or something like that. So they've been having a lot of budget cuts anyway. So. That's true. Jeff, Jeff, we want to announce, I think, one of the most exciting, the biggest radio news story to me that happened last week. It kind of got under the rug because there were so many announcements from Apple on their WWDC event last Monday. But one of them is that when the next iOS 13 coming out this fall, you will be able to use Siri and use your voice to access over 100,000 radio stations. I was soon as the whole tune-in library, of course, I mentioned radio.com. So I have to believe iHeart and the whole big family is involved there. I know they were under some scrutiny to make sure that radios and people had a way to listen to local radio on their phones. I'm not sure what the motivation is. I think also to sell those uh, HomePod speakers, people were complaining that they couldn't listen to any radio or anything other than paying for Apple Music. But whatever the reason, that's coming in a couple of months. Okay, we have a comment from Jerry. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I I wanted to say that I certainly had a lot of pleasant memories listening to Harvey Miller on Wibbage back when I was, oh, back when I was like eight or nine years old. I remember when Wibbage 
went to 50,000 watts a day. Uh, Harvey would, uh, like in the summer, he was on 6 to 10 p.m., if I remember correctly. And, uh, of course, he'd, uh, he'd lose some listeners in a lot of places when they when the signal dropped to 10,000 at night because Wibbage beamed toward the shore. But I had a lot of uh, pleasant memories listening to Humble Hard. Yeah, All Jeff, right, I was going to ask about that Humble Harvey He had that top 30 album countdown right in the 70s. I remember listening to yes, that. Yes, he had that. And, and, and we'll talk about him just before we do the air check because he also had a very controversial occurrence in his lifetime. And, and we'll talk about him and how he was able to redeem himself, which was unusual because of what he had done. So if you could, yeah, he was you guys, also the national voice for the, his, the original history of rock and roll. So that's, that's, that's right. Also so you guys, well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to turn it over to you, Bill, because you have a feature I think that is very poignant to what, what happened 25 years ago. We do. And, and I'm going to play that in just a second here, Jeff. But I'm going to have Chris. Chris, I want you to kind of set the stage. Take us back like you did yesterday on okay. the coffee club the because coffee it was club. 25 yep. years well, yesterday ago. Yesterday was uh, June, June, as we record, this is June 13th uh, of 2019. And uh, 25 years ago yesterday, June 12th, was the anniversary of the discovery of the bodies and the murder of uh, O.J. Simpson's wife, Nicole uh, Brown Simpson, and... Um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Goldman. I Ron, Goldman. Ron, Ron, Ron Goldman. Goldman. Ron Goldman. And their bodies were discovered. Now, the way, of, I guess, late night, they probably heard about it in L.A. on Sunday night. We woke up to it in the East on Monday morning, East and Central on Monday morning. We heard about it. We heard that uh, as the day went on on the 13th on Monday, we heard that O.J. was somebody of interest. They didn't say he was a suspect. They said he was a person they wanted to talk to. Well, when your ex-wife dies, I think most people are going to want to talk to the ex-husband anyway, just... That's something you do. That's normal procedure. But then it was discovered during the day of the 13th that he had taken off to Chicago and, uh, you know, went to Chicago. I don't even remember what he was supposedly doing in Chicago or what he did. He was only there a while. He came back to L.A. And on the night of Friday night, the 17th of June, there there was a slow speed chase. And somebody asked the other day, and maybe, Sean, you know, um, yesterday, somebody asked why it was a slow speed chase. L.A. is known for its uh, blood, blood and guts, uh, high-speed chases. I don't know whether it was just something that Al Cowens, the driver of the car, was just being doing it slowly, or the police. Uh, of course, many police were O.J.'s buddies, as we know from the way the trial worked out. So I don't know exactly what the reason for it to be such a slow-speed chase was, but it I was. Think he, I think he was driving, and they were giving him a chance to try to talk O.J. into pulling over because, you know, yeah. No, OJ, OJ was not. No, no, no. OJ was not driving. No, no, Al, no, Al Cowan. That's what I said. Cowan. I said Al Cowan was driving slow to give OJ a chance to get him to pull over to you know, right. so that they could talk to him because you know there were high. Al Al knew that hey, if if this high speed, it could get ugly. Even you know, so he yeah. he was doing it purposely, trying to get OJ to surrender. Al Collins was a former teammate of his, a, a former offensive lineman with Buffalo Bills, and they were friends, you know, going back to those days. And also, while this was going on, and I don't know how what uh, the air check that we have is actually going to uh, depict, but uh, it was on all the channels. All the channels covered it, except it was split screen on NBC, where the game between uh, the uh, Rockets, the Houston Rockets, and the uh, Orlando Magic, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Or the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks were on. Hey, was that on ABC, by the way? Of the 1994 NBA Finals was on. 
And uh, so they were split screening. They had to chase in one part. And, and at times when the game would stop, uh, Bob Costas would come in from the studio and narrate what was going on, what he was hearing through his monitors, and then they'd go back to Marv Albert or whatever and, and the, you the know, game. It, it's interesting to point out, uh, and I know we're going to hear this feature, but but they were talking to Fred Goldman, who's uh, the father of... Uh, of uh, the, one, the murder victim, uh, yeah. and, he, and he said, and OJ had commented that I'm I'm I've moved on with my life, and me and, and, and my family, we don't even we don't even mention it or talk about it. But as Fred Goldman said, yeah, how can you not talk about it when you killed my son and you killed your wife? How can you sit there and say we don't talk about it or remember it anymore? Bill, I'll go and turn it over to you. I will. And it, someone said he was on a podcast and they took phone calls and there was an open invitation oh they were having fun with that the other day but this will bring back a lot of memories and this will affect a lot of people and this will bring back some memories to you now bear in mind this is a television description so it's not like radio but yet it is because that's where it was covered at the time and we were all tuned in Channel 5 News Special Report. There is a rather amazing story developing in Los Angeles this hour where California Highway Patrol is in pursuit of a white Ford Bronco, a car that was reported to be one that might contain O.J. Simpson and a friend earlier today. Everybody is looking now at a live picture in, uh, in Southern California. We're going to switch live to KNBC's coverage of the events as they are unfolding. And one psychiatrist. And he was with those people this morning when he was supposed to turn himself in, when he was supposed to go with the police, uh, the policeman down to Parker Center. What was very interesting, we were listening to his attorney. Apparently his attorney and the doctors were upstairs, I believe, in a conference room or a, a, a den area uh, with the police officers. Um, O.J. was downstairs with his friend Al Cowlings. When they went down, when the police arrived to uh, take him into custody, uh, apparently uh, they went downstairs. And within a matter of 15 to 20 minutes, they had lost touch with him. And that's the only leeway he had. He disappeared. He and his friend had disappeared from downstairs. And in defense of the LAPD and the law enforcement people involved in this, they had had assurances from O.J. Simpson and from Mr. Shapiro, his attorney, that he indeed was not a risk to flee that he indeed would be available for questioning and or surrender if and when he should be charged. And that was kind of the agreement they had uh, at least the last few days of all of this, and that is why uh, it was played the way it was. But what ended up was something entirely different than what they had planned. Indeed, as his attorney pointed out, this is something that's done on a regular basis. Uh, I believe he mentioned the case of Eric Menendez. He had uh, talked to Eric Menendez and, and sort of laid the groundwork for him to surrender from Israel when it came time for him to come back to Los Angeles. So it is something that is done with great regularity. Um, as his attorney said, this is probably the worst day of his life. It's the first time anything like this has ever happened to him. Yeah, he said that he uh, was involved in the surrender of a good number of clients, including Mr. Menendez, you just mentioned, Colleen, and that this had never, never, never happened to him before. And you're talking about one of the most well-known criminal attorneys in Southern California. You're counting cars. Yes, I'm counting at least five, and I thought perhaps six, black and whites, uh, still following the uh, Ford Bronco in the Orange County area. And again, uh, like please. They're about the, to merge into some yeah, they are. Well, let's see. Are they above it or are they are they on the same? Yeah, you know, uh, I think yeah, they're about they to head into it. Again, uh, at the risk of repeating, uh, we don't know how many people are in there. The uh, uh, gentleman from the CHP who was on the horn with us a few minutes ago said it was his understanding it was only one. 
obviously the driver. He did not know if that, that man was O.J. Simpson or Al Calvins. Now they're getting into some, uh, some other traffic, which seems to be all moved over to the right side. You see how they've got this set up here. If we can pan a little bit to the right, you've got three units directly behind and more behind them. You've got CHP. Uh, I take this to be, would this be Orange County Sheriff or LA County Sheriff, plus local police as they go through the different jurisdictions. Now again, the traffic seems to have disappeared. They're very good at, at clearing the freeways uh, in, in, in front of these, of these chases, although this is Certainly can't call this a high speed. They're not going probably more than, what would you say, Colleen, 30, 40 miles an hour. I was looks just us. looking at that thinking that it's it incredibly slow by comparison. Okay, we have the CHP officer, Pete Gustafson, back on the phone with us with an update. What can you tell us? Pete? Hello. Yes. Yeah, anything the, new uh, here? Vehicles now westbound on the 91 freeway okay. approaching Beach Boulevard, city of Buena Park. Westbound 91 approaching Beach. Yeah. Apparently, he's still 30 to 40 miles an hour. Sheriffs are still the primary unit behind the vehicle. Uh, he made a call to our dispatch a few minutes ago. Or apparently, a, uh, a male made a call. I believe it was his passenger or driver, Al Cowling, made the call. Uh, we're not certain who is driving the vehicle at this time. So now uh, you're, I'm sorry, now you're saying that there are two people in there? That's correct. Initially, it came out as only one uh, was observed in the vehicle. But uh, via the, the phone call, apparently, there's two of them in the vehicle. And apparently, uh, O.J. Simpson is uh, now holding a gun to his head and wants to be transported to his mother's house. So I have no further details at this time, Paul. Oh, Pete. Uh, okay, thank you. Let me just uh, let me just confirm that that O.J. Simpson is in that truck holding a gun to his head, demanding to be taken to his mother. Is that correct? That's correct. That's all we have at this time, and I really have to go now, Paul. All right, Pete. Go, go do what you have to do. Okay. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Thank you. Well, that certainly is a dramatic turn in all of this. Um, Colleen? Uh, well, as we said earlier, one of the letters, he left three letters today, uh, three long, sounded like goodbye letters or farewell letters. One of them was, in fact, to his mother. And if, if I remember the wording correctly, it was something like, uh, um, and he mentioned her in the letter to the public as well. He said, you know, don't feel sorry for me. I've had a good life. My mama raised me to know right from wrong. And um, she was a good mother. I, let me say this as, as well as I can. We, it is not our intent, nor will we do anything, anything, to endanger the lives of anybody in that truck. Uh, if it's determined that uh, our chopper or our coverage uh, is agitating an individual in that truck or might lead to a, a tragic end to all of this, we're going to get out. Um, I just want you all to know that. Uh, our job is to observe and to report, certainly not to affect any of the outcomes uh, in this in any, any way. And we're very well aware of that, and I want you to know that. Would you say uh, in a situation like this that as they continue to negotiate with O.J., um, that they probably would, in fact, let him go to his mother's? I wish we had the CHP officer on the phone. I, I would, I would uh, <laughs> when you consider the alternative, of course, of course. I don't think, uh, obviously, there is nobody that, I mean, everybody wants this to end uh, in a way that um, there is no further, uh, there are no further lives taken, let me put it that way. And, of course. Keep in mind, his attorney and his doctors have been very worried about him this week. They have said he is suicidal, he is extremely depressed. 
over what has transpired this week. They said he's been sedated most of the week. When you and I heard Mr. Shapiro read the letter, uh, we both looked at each other, and uh, the, the word um, suicide was never used in our coverage until it was used by one of the doctors. But um, we, we looked at each other and said, that sounds like a goodbye letter. I'm sorry, somebody's talking in my ear. What do we have? Okay. Again, um, we have uh, learned a few moments ago that uh, O.J. Simpson is in that Ford Bronco with Al Cowlings. O.J., according to the CHP, has a gun to his head and is saying that he wants to be driven to his mother's. Um, she... She lives in San Francisco, but she was, if you saw our coverage yesterday, she was here for the funeral of Nicole Brown Simpson. So his mother is in the area, and uh, we are just going to wait and see what happens with this. Um, and we have the game in the lower right-hand corner for those of you that want to keep track of that. As we heard from the uh, CHP officer, they are now traveling westbound. Um, on the 91 freeway heading towards Beach Boulevard. And as you can see, they really haven't picked up speed at all, still traveling about 30 to 45 miles an hour. Obviously, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the officers uh, in the black and whites behind are well aware of the situation and what, what has transpired in that truck and are being very, very careful in the way that they handle this pursuit. And as you can see, their numbers appear to grow. Every time we take a, a wide shot here, there are a few more black yeah. and whites in the back. Look at the there. people uh, going southbound that are, that are, that are stopped, that, uh, that are looking at this. Um, O.J. Simpson, of course, has been charged with two counts of murder. Uh, his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and uh, her companion, Ron Goldman, the uh, young man, 25 years old, from Agora, who was working at a, a restaurant in Brentwood as a waiter. Uh, who apparently was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Was reportedly just returning a pair of sunglasses on Sunday night uh, when, as you said, he was caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. All right, we've got Conan Nolan, who I believe is uh, ahead of the pursuit somewhere on the phone. Conan, can you hear me? Hello, Paul, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Conan. Go ahead. Where are you? Well, we are right in front of O.J. Simpson's uh, vehicle, and as I say that, let me, uh, let me assure you that there's no way he knows that this is a television truck. Uh, we are not taking his picture directly. There's uh, no indication at all. We look like another uh, undercover police vehicle for all he knows. Uh, but we are about, uh, I'd say, 200 feet in front of him. I can tell you that this is the most bizarre scene. Uh, not only is a uh, fleet of highway patrol, Orange County Sheriff and LAPD uh, behind him, trailing him at a considerable distance, all of their lights uh, flashing, traveling at about 30 miles per hour, I'd say, well, a little more than that, I'd say about 45, 50 miles per hour. But they've roadblocked all of the 91 freeway, and there are cars, people have parked on the side uh, to watch this spectacle. The, the opposite off-ramp, excuse me, the opposite lane, people have come to a standstill, people have gotten out of their cars, and just to gawk at this, when we come to overpasses, the traffic has stopped people out of their cars again. They've all heard the word as to what is taking place here. It is a uh, it is a scene out of uh, the most bizarre fiction. 
people are getting out of their cars and waving at O.J. Simpson as he continues this journey down at, right now, the Riverside Freeway as we are headed westbound. Uh, I would count at least a dozen black and white. Their lights flashing and their uh, headlights flashing as well. Sirens can be heard. They are trailing him and the dispatch has uh, made sure that they know that this is a very despondent man who does not want to be overtaken. They are not in, uh, at any, at any uh, stage at this point interested in stopping his car. They are just following him. And O.J. Simpson is in the center lane of the 91 freeway, which is completely void of automobile traffic, with the exception of just a few cars. There have been traffic brakes and all the on-ramps here. There are a tremendous amount of cars on the westbound lanes that have stopped. People are out of their cars. They're waving at O.J. Simpson as he drives by. But this is not a man, I don't believe, who is interested in uh, this kind of frivolity. It's a very serious a very serious situation here, and I can tell you one that is hard to believe with my own eyes. Conan, how would these people know? Listening to their radio, what's going on? That's the only way, Paul, that I could figure out that, that the word is caught on. But all these people know that what is happening. They have to. They Again, they're, some are actually entering the number one and number two lanes, uh, yelling, waving their hands, uh, trying to be part of something that is... Uh, uh, that is quite frankly very, very awful. Uh, we have gone out of our way to make sure that Mr. Simpson does not know that uh, we are here or that this is a news vehicle because of the, the nature of the statement he made earlier through his attorney and through his friend. But uh, he continues to uh, travel at, I, I believe, about 45 miles per hour in the center lane. His emergency lights are flashing. And he's trailed in each lane behind him by about 20 feet, a black and white unit from a variety of agencies, the Highway Patrol and the LAPD, the lead agencies. They do try to get whatever jurisdiction is involved at the time involved, uh, because technically it is their jurisdiction and their pursuit. But this really isn't a pursuit. This is a, uh, a wait and see. They're trying to wait him out so that he will eventually come to a stop and hopefully give himself up peacefully. But we've been hearing from a dispatcher that uh, there is a, obviously a weapon in the car, and that uh, this is a man who, uh, we don't know where he's going right now, but he's not interested in stopping. And the Highway Patrol and the LAPD are not interested in stopping him either. area and that's why we're getting a little static and some break up there uh we heard that he is uh he wants to see his mother uh, ultimately do we know what that destination is no i don't uh but whatever it is I, if he knows where he's going then um there's obviously a a method to the route that he's uh, desired here he was on interstate 5 heading north and then he got onto the uh, 91 freeway headed east uh, we were uh, able to anticipate that. I, frankly, I don't know where he's headed, and neither do the police, other than that uh, police dispatch, yes, that he wanted to see his mother. At least that's the, uh, the interpretation that we got it on, on uh, the police traffic that we heard. Well, when last we saw her, she was in Orange County for the funeral services. I believe she's staying in the Los Angeles area, though, Conan, so we're not sure. Can you look, I mean, how far in front are, are you of the Ford Bronco, and can you look through that windshield, and can you see what might be going on in there? 
Well, every now and then uh, he gets real close. We have to speed up because right. we don't want him to pass us. But yes, we've been able to look, and all we've been seeing is um, the silhouette of the driver. We don't see anybody else in the vehicle. Uh, he is going out of his way to drive safely. Uh, the flashers are on. He's picking the center traffic well away from the, the pedestrians. That's what they are. They're people out of their cars on the parked on the side of the road that are out uh, waving at him, causing a commotion. He's driving well away from them to make to ensure their safety at least. This is a very orderly pursuit. It's, as a, it's almost like a motorcade more than it is a pursuit. Now you've got a car pulling up right now, right in front of the Bronco Conan. Uh, well, it's, it's, in, it's in one lane over. I want to repeat something, and that is that, uh, and Conan said this, it bears repeating, we do not intend to be, uh, we, we will cover this, we will report to you, but we will do everything we can. We will ensure the fact that we are not going to affect the outcome of this in any way. Uh, the, the people inside that truck don't know that Conan's in front. I, I, I assume they're not aware of the chopper Conan. Huh. Can you see our chopper Conan? All right, so it's a good distance away. Yes, the, the helicopter traffic has been kept back, and uh, thanks to the uh, lens on our helicopter, you can get a great shot without having to uh, be anywhere near the, uh, the activity. Uh, so you can see what's happening without, uh, without making the presence known. Tony, as we continue to look at the picture here and keep you on the phone, we need to point out that the game has gone into overtime. We will return to the half game. Time, or, sorry, halftime. Uh, we will return to the game in just a few minutes. You'll see it pop up on the box. It also bears repeating that inside this vehicle, this uh, Ford Bronco in Orange County right now, uh, we understand from the uh, CHP officer is, is O.J. Simpson. He is armed with a gun. Apparently he's holding a gun to the head of his friend, Al Cowlings, who owns this car, who also disappeared with O.J. this morning. The request is that O.J. see his mother. At this point, we're really not sure where she is located. Normally she lives in San Francisco, but she, again, is down here this week. And the CHP following, we understand a top law enforcement hostage negotiator is part of this uh, convoy that's trailing the Bronco right now. As we mentioned earlier, there are reports that authorities have been trying to contact OJ uh, on the cell phone in the vehicle, uh, getting no response at this point. But again, a hostage negotiator is trying to work this out as well. I find this, as I watch this, surrealistic because we're watching in the lower left-hand side uh, the finals of um, a professional of the NBA uh, the finest professional basketball players in this country and also we're watching on the other side of the screen the pursuit of one of the best football players that's ever come out of this country what's going on here you know Paul that's uh, I have to tell you in, in relaying you the emotions a lot of people that are alongside the freeway that have uh, pulled over to watch this. Not everybody is. Uh, not everybody is, is is here because it's it's some kind of event. There are people here we've seen in tears, uh, sobbing. Um, they, a lot of people again. I, I I firmly believe came out here because they support OJ and somehow this was one way to get the message to him. There you go. Um, it's quite poignant to, to hear this audio because I remember watching it on television uh, when it happened. And I, at the time, worked for New York State, and we worked when they had the trial, and that was months later. 
I worked for New York State, and and we had court, we had the radio on in the office or the TV. And we had TV set at our help desk, and the, and we had one ear glued to the phones and one ear glued to the trial. It was just the most riveting thing that I remember in my lifetime. The nineteen ninety four, I think it was. Uh, you had to live it. You know, you had to live that time. Look at yeah, all of the Of course, stuff it was a that, different kind of time because, like, let's say 20 years earlier, the Patty Hearst thing was just as big and just as much publicity, but you didn't have cable TV. By this time, cable TV was fully established. Now, the interesting thing that you heard in there was when they said, um, how do these people know about it? Well, uh, they were listening to the, the radio. That's how they figured it out. And there again, you know, times have changed. Everybody would be tweeting each other. The, the, the cell phones would be exploding. Hey, are you on that highway where OJ is? What do you mean, OJ? They'd be texting back and forth. It's a whole, this was a transition time in 94, 95, what we're talking about compared to where we are now and compared to where we were, let's say, with the Patty Hearst uh, uh, issues that happened in the 70s. And look at all the stuff that came out of the OJ, uh, you know, out of this event. I mean, like Jeff mentioned, the trial. Court TV was birthed because of the OJ trial because of the success, all the people watching it. I mean, you had the psycho reality family, the Kardashians that came out of this because of the dad lawyer, Robert Kardashian. I was saying you had, uh, you know, it. You now in L.A., a lot of times on the news and even with Fox News Channel in the early days would show these chases on, you know, on TV because of, because of this. There's all the different things that came out of the well, week, and, an, and another one, Sean, that's when CNN will tell you, with their coverage of the OJ story, that's when CNN, from the time they came in until now, that was their best ratings. Well, let's not also forget oh, yeah. about the fact that, the, that, that, that we also found out in dealing with the OJ Simpson trial that he might have been convicted had it not been for the aptitude of the uh, LA, poli- LA detectives and the, and the investigative work and how they handled the investigation and how it was all presented at trial. And and eight and it goes to show that if you have money and you have the good enough lawyers, you can win the case. I talked about this on the coffee club yesterday when Johnny Cochran said, "If it doesn't fit, they're talking about the glove, you must acquit." Must and so yeah, right. that was certainly poignant enough to me to say that 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 OJ obviously had the better team working on his side, and Gil Garcetti was the uh, district attorney for Los Angeles. And obviously did not have a good team on on his well, side. Well, and, and remember, uh, Jeff, one of the prosecutors, I believe his name might have been Hodgman. No, Darden, uh, Christopher Darden. No, no, I'm talking about the, not him. Hodgman had some health issues, or he would have been the lead prosecutor of that case, not Clark. Yes. Oh, that's true. That's true. And also, well, Chris, bring other, up your point. The other that thing you that made, I mentioned on the coffee club yesterday, just yeah. quickly. It showed the racial divide in, in this country. We were pretty, we knew we had racial issues and stuff, but we were pretty um, smug, I think, in this country for about 30 years after we passed civil rights legislation, uh, public accommodations, fair housing, did all these things, uh, affirmative action was in. No, these, these things are getting better. There's progress. Well, first you had the Rodney King thing, and then you had this. And it wasn't just L.A. Then we started to say, well, L.A. has really got problems. But I think when, when you saw the divide in the country, that black people believed he was, uh, was innocent and white people believed he was guilty, it was a predominantly black jury and they found him innocent. I think that really brought people up short about where we needed to go and what we needed to do about racial issues in this country and how we see things totally differently in this country sometimes. Yeah. Well, let's get a uh, comment from Tom. Go ahead, Tom. 
Oh, hold on a second, Tom. Oh, Tom is unmuted. Go ahead, Tom. Tom Coffin, go ahead. He may not have. Uh, he may not have had enabled his microphone. So we'll have. We'll come. We'll come back to him in a second. Then. Good to see Tom, good friend of ours on here. Yeah, yeah we know and Tom. And by the way, Tom let me ask one quick question. Why wasn't he ever prosecuted for the chase? For putting the law enforcement all through all that trouble? My, and- guess, my guess, Bill, is that they thought they had a good enough case they were going to convict him on the murder, and they didn't need that. That's exactly would it, would what it count as resisting arrest because they hadn't told him he was arrested, had they? Or had they? They, they had. I think they, had not, they had not. No, had right. Not. So, so it wasn't really resisting arrest yet, Bill, because it would have been uh, charged for that if, if that was the case. They well, you go him. try that and let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, the yeah. only thing I can say is it's it's a it it shows that that you can actually. I, I do believe he was guilty, and I think most people oh, will yeah. tell you that he was guilty, and yeah. it does it does show. That again, that if you have enough money, you can you yeah. can get away with anything in this society. If you listen let's to try, what they said hold, about hold on, that letter, hold on, Chris, let's try Tom yeah. one more time. I think I think Tom is muted on his end. Okay, I'm all muted now. Now there you're you good. Go. You. Right. We got you. Now you're good, Tom. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, somebody, uh, when when you guys were signed on, somebody was wanting to know about the Outlaw Channel. I think it was Outlaw Country. Is that correct? It's it, uh, well. We, we we were talking about it. all I said is I don't. I'm not familiar with with Texas or dirt country or outlaw country. That's the only thing I said. Okay. Well, what I wanted to tell you was there was such a channel. Um, it was on. Um, uh, I think Willie Nelson owned that channel or had part ownership in, in uh yeah. in the um in the uh, two um around 2005 or somewhere along in there. Yeah, I but, that but, on the Dish Network. Are we talking about something different? Well, no, it's it's the outlaw country movement. It's that type, and I'll explain more on that when Jeff gets ready for the feature. I can explain a little more, like Jeff said, I probably would. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, you probably will. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say about the the OJ, just quickly, it seemed like he was almost almost confessing in that letter. The 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 uh, little uh, snippet that we heard about his mother. I know right from wrong, and uh, my mother raised me right. It was almost like a little bit of a confession. Now I think he really realize, uh, you know, coming out of the, the, the various sedations and things down the road that he had a chance to beat it. And he was a competitive guy. You know, hey, if I can beat it, I'll beat it. And then he backed off. And I, but it almost sounded like a question to me. It kind of it kind of did, Chris. I think you're kind you're correct there. It, it kind of did. And then, of course, his team, you know, the, the lawyers that he hired ended up beating it. And yep. he had good lawyers. Let's face it. He, he certainly had, did. There's uh, no Sh- doubt about Shapiro, it. Shapiro, Johnny Cochran. And those are the, just the two that I can name. Effley Bailey. Effley Bailey. Bailey was on Robert, there. And Robert Kardashian was so, on I mean, the team. Uh, I, th- I think we got to move on here. We got a few people raising hands here. There's some cake. So we have Lionel. <laughs> Lionel and then... Um, and Joe and Ellen. And and let's, let's go to Lionel and then to Jamie T. Go ahead, Lionel. Yeah, um, I, I remember hearing it live. I was actually watching on CBS 2 in uh, Los Angeles at the time. They had it on cable at the time. And actually simulcast that, that whole police chase on KNX. And I remember it's just very, very riveting. And yeah, you're right, guys. I, if it wasn't for, you know, the police chase, other TV stations across the country are starting to... Uh, do you know live coverage of if they have a chopper? Assuming they have a chopper of uh, police chases their own areas, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it opened up a big can of worms with you know the birth of a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, very good. Jamie T, I, I, you seem to be muted, and you've muted yourself, so we, I can't unmute you. So uh, if you can f- figure that out, we'll figure that out. He is unmuted. <clears throat> okay, now he is. Okay, Jamie, go ahead. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you guys for taking my call this evening. Have you guys noticed, and I, and I, was, um, I was talking to some friends who already have this, more people are ditching their Sirius XM, the actual radio receiver unit, just to, to, so they can stream it on their phones, as opposed to using the actual radios. Well, that's so, why try to find a satellite radio today that's portable that you can buy these days. They're, they 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 do make them, but they're far and few now. Yeah, they're more. It's I more. I think does, there's. Does, I think, to my knowledge, cars. Jeff, there's maybe one of them. I think you're. I had one. I had one. I got rid of it, but I had one. I should have kept it. I still. Well, yeah, I still have mine. Fortunately, I stream. I I I, I stream oh. mine actually. I I stream my Sirius XM programming, and uh, on yeah. my uh, on my on, on Alexa, and I have it. I have the app on my phone, which is pretty accessible. Um, the only downside is because they tend to break accessibility at Sirius XM. Uh, you have to hunt and peck forever and ever and ever just find the channel you want. But what I like to do is when I do find it, I, I, I'm I stick it in my favorite list. Very good. We got to move on. Go. Thank you, Jamie. Joe and Ellen, I think. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Well, actually, it's me. It's Ellen. Yeah, um, Would you go ahead, okay, Ellen? It's me. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I saw that chase. And for, what's interesting is the most of the coverage that I had that I saw um, actually was via the, yeah, the, the helicopter cam. And I thought that was pretty good. Um, but anyway, I just I thought it was also interesting too. Is yeah, it looked like because of the speed, it looked as though he really wasn't in any hurry to get where he needed to go. Okay, though, well, thank you very much, Ellen. Very good, Bill. I think it's time uh-huh. to move to move on to our our featured station segment. We can do that, Jeff. Do we have any other raised hands, Perry? Before no, we no, we don't. Uh, no, we do not. Okay, let's do your featured. Segment, Jeff, and then we'll do the calls and feedback. I meant to get to those earlier, but we got a little distracted there. Let's go ahead and do this station that uh, Tom was talking about. So here we go. This week, we're taking care of a listener request from John Wesley Smith, who wants to hear Texas Country. And the radio station we're going to listen to plays just that, Outlaw Texas Country. The station is KOLI-FM. It's owned and operated by Cumulus, and they sound pretty good. But I'm not really sure what Texas Country is. Not being familiar with this form of music, maybe you guys on the panel can help me out. So without further ado, why don't sit back, relax, and enjoy KOLI-FM, Outlaw Texas Country, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 94.9 The Outlaw. have more of the best <laughs> it's all we have time to get back to it 94.9 the outlaw to make it through Nine, the outlaw, the preferred radio station for driving down Texoma back roads. Keep it, keep it on the best. 94.9, the outlaw.
One Saver Card. Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. It's Macy's Friends and Family. Here's another 12 in a row with a Texas attitude on 94.9 The Outlaw. You're not like the others. You need real music. For the best, keep it here. 94.9 The Outlaw. The Outlaw. Pure Southern goodness. We got it. You hear it. 94.9 The Outlaw. Wichita Falls, the best country with a Texas attitude. 94.9 The Outlaw, a cumulus station. You're not like the others. You need real music. For the best, keep it here. 94.9 The Outlaw. (laughs) Miss Country Music. Miss Twin Fiddles. Miss Steel Guitar. If you miss country music as much as we do, then don't miss a minute of 94.9 The Outlaw. The weekend. Two days to make some bad decisions. The Outlaw will help with the proper tunes. 94.9 The Outlaw. Don't break in before you take Always look them right in the eye Go online to download the app Love the app Take it out to a movie Confess your love for the app Marry the app Have kids, settle down And then renew your vows years later With 94.9 The Outlaw's new online app You can start something beautiful to your radio dial the only station that gives you the scene the whole scene and nothing but the scene 94.9 the outlaw
This Red Dirt returns in moments. 94.9 The Outlaw. The perfect dining room table is out there. Visit HomeDepot.com for more information. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Napa know-how. Offer ends 63019. We love this outlaw country. Now let's get back to the best country with a Texas attitude. 94.9 The Outlaw. You're not like the others. You need real music. For the best, keep it here. 94.9 The Outlaw. Our vision started over 10 years ago with the hope of getting Texas red dirt to the masses. Thank you for listening, Outlaws, and letting us be a part of your daily life. 94.9 The Outlaw. Well, there you go. Music from Texas and Outlaw Country is heard on KOLI-FM. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. And, of course, we'd like to thank John Wesley Smith for suggesting this radio station. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Okay, Sean. I know you. you okay. I, was gonna, I was thinking so. Now, first of all, I got. I like to listen to country music occasionally. And the, what's the difference between outlaw country and the typical country station music that I'm going to hear on, let's say, WGNIA in Albany? Okay, the outlaw country movement basically goes back to even like your Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Jerry Jeff Walker. They were not the Nashville traditionalists. And then it goes into the 90s and then into now with your guys like a Randy Rogers band, Aaron Watson. They're a lot of them are based in Texas. They're not the, as you hear, when you hear the current Nashville country, a lot of it sounds very poppy, very, you know, like a lot of 90s. It's, it's, they, it's almost more, a lot of it gets classified more as Americana, I guess is what you would say. Uh, you know, like you had, I mean, probably the biggest star that came out and crossed over and made it mainstream out of the outlaw movement in the modern era is probably Chris Stapleton or the Zach Brown Band or Dirk Bentley. That's pretty much what it is. But this station itself, honestly, I'm not that impressed with it. I mean, there's other stations that do the Texas country format. You featured Coke FM here in Austin a few months ago. There's the ranch up in Fort Worth. There's... Uh, Shooter FM out of Waco, they actually have personalities on their station. Some of them may be voice tracks, some are live, but I mean, this yeah, is an automated... three up north of Dallas, too, is that? Yeah. Uh, 95 or the Um and they do. They've been doing that for a few decades. But what I noticed yeah. about this format is, and I, I do listen to occasional country music, there wasn't any song that I heard, of course, I scoped the, the air checks for, for the presentations that we do here, um, 
it, because of the way we have to do things. But there was not there was nothing that I recognized. That that was that that's what surprised well, me. And I don't recognize any of it either. So no, and I really and I know a lot of the Texas country, and I didn't recognize some of it. And like one of the guys here in Austin talked about, he goes, "You can get too wrapped up into it." And usually, like he was explaining, the guy who does that format here, he explained it how you got to mix in your regular classic country and some of the Nashville sound that fits in with it to make it, you know, even successful. And like I said, it's just, I mean, how are they going to know who it is? Because it's just automated and you're wanting to get this underground, progressive, alternative country movement going. But you're, you just have automated liners. And, you know, Wichita Falls, which is where it is, obviously, you know, right there on the Texas-Oklahoma border. It's just very, it's, you know, I'm surprised that it's, you know, worth doing that because they did they did something similar in San Antonio. I Clear Channel did it with 92.5, the outlaw, and it was automated. It didn't last three years, well, but a lot of those Texas country artists are big in San Antonio. Now, they had signal issues also. Well, there's a the difference. Are different between San Antonio and Wichita Falls, and there's also a difference. Cumulus doesn't want to put <laughs> the other difference is that yeah. Cumulus doesn't want to put any money into it essentially because they're not going to pay announcers. Uh, uh, JT, oh, yeah. you, have, you JT, have a question? Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, you can tell from listening to the automation uh, or whatever it was that they didn't put much money in that either. <laughs> no, <laughs> all those yeah, all yeah. that dead air between that dead air between uh, music and and. Uh, you know, maybe that, I like maybe, their, maybe their that little was slogan. I like yeah. their little slogan about making questionable decisions over the weekend, and you got the music to do it by. I think that was pretty good. JT, I'm, I'm just wondering also, if that, I'm wondering if that was purposely done. I it, I think that may have been purposely done. Uh, I don't think that was done because of the automation. I think that was purposely done as part of their about doing the. Well, format. we can agree. I, I we so can too. we can agree to disagree. I I also they finally did one. It's not like they finally did a segue where you didn't hear the announcer after every song. That would be nice if they had a few more segues. I I understand, JT. And yeah, I'm not you know, you, and you may be you may be very well right on this whole thing, but but I just don't know. I mean, obviously, yes, there was there was a pause for a while, but I've seen that done on other formats as well. Well, that announcer was annoying too. You could tell it was automated, so it was just, you know, that wasn't a real person. I don't know how you could say he was but, annoying. Well, <laughs> I, I considered it because I didn't, I don't care much for that, the new country music, anyways. I like the old country music because I'm an age, I guess, but. Well, uh, and that's just, what he, just, was, he was just, I don't know, it was kind of irritating. Every time they come on, he said. And, Pow, 94, whatever, I forget the number. Uh, yeah. letters of it. And that's yeah. supposedly what this outlaw format is trying to do, where they're trying to get back to new artists that have somewhat of that traditional sound, but it's kind of that country rock blues sound of the 70s more is what a lot of it turns into. Yeah, yeah it's not the greatest music. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say is it's different. We don't have anything like that here in the Northeast. So we have one country oh, no, station. No, it would not work up there. It would not work up there in the Northeast. I can get, almost guarantee you. Now, we have, we have an outlaw country station here in Des Moines, and it's fairly similar to that. Yeah. Now, there used to be a station I used to like to listen to, and I don't think it was outlaw country. It was, it was called The Ranch, but it was licensed to Tyler, Texas. Um, and yeah, I there's heard... a few ranches around here, around this state. There's a few. There's Tyler. There's... 
Cameron, Texas. There's a bunch of ranches. <laughs> Most of where, those yeah. are traditional country. Yeah, that's what I yeah, kind of. That's what I kind of figured. But yeah. I, I, that's that's all I can say about that. Bill, why don't we take our call from Eric, and then we can do a little bit of talking about the Humble Harv, and uh, we'll play on that air check and all that. Uh, we can do that, Jeff. We can uh, do that right now. We like to hear from you, our listeners. Your feedback is welcome when you call toll-free 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Select option two for the podcast team. Hey, guys. Eric from Los Angeles with some news. Scott Ward has announced his departure after 25 years from K-Frog. But coming up to program K-Frog is going to be Kevin Calloway. And for some very sad news. ESPN Deportes Radio is going to be ceasing operations as of September. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Well, there Eric, we go. We've covered one of them. <laughs> we've covered it. And his name is Kevin Callahan, not Callaway, just to correct Eric on that, but... You know, it is interesting to see that, like I said, the ESPN Deporte is going away. But as I said before, they will probably find another outlet for Latin American sports at some point. I don't know. Maybe maybe SB Nation will take it over. Maybe some other company will will do a sports format with it. Univision has a Univision Deportes, I believe. Right. Yeah, they they do, but I I don't know if that if they're they don't have a national syndication of it like they do like ESPN. Did they have it on some of their radio stations uh, like WADO in New York City? So that that's yeah. certainly interesting to point out. But it it will be interesting to see what's going to happen. By the way, expect to see more cutbacks at the intercom. They were doing some cutbacks, not in radio announcers, but they're doing cutback in, in personnel and behind the scenes cut uh, radio uh, in Chicago, and expect that to hit other markets as well. One of the things is they realized is just how expensive it is to run a radio operation. They were a smaller operation before they took on the CBS-owned and operated radio stations. They're a much bigger operation, and they have to deal with a lot more expenses. And the other thing, for those who like to listen to WBBM in Chicago, let's let's congratulate Chris Crydell, who had worked at the radio station for 34 years. She has announced her retirement, and that's pretty good. You don't see too many people working in radio for a long time like that. So she worked at WBBM, and she did all kinds of shifts, morning, afternoons, weekends, and she was a reporter as well. She has also announced her retirement, and we want to wish her well in her retirement at WBBM AM. That's the all-news operation, WBBM AM and WCFS FM in Chicago, Illinois. Let's give one other shout-out, Jeff, to Bernie Egan, who was on the show was it last week came to our alumni convention which was streamed right here on the legend and bernie spoke to um our convention and what a knockout that was he hit it out of the ballpark and anybody that heard the stream heard that and uh, we just need to give a shout out to bernie for doing that and playing some radio clips and some calls from callers and it was just it was unique and something that uh wow that's all i can say i will tell you he really did a good job and uh actually bill you and mike did a good job getting that whole thing up and running on the air we got to hear that now i did not get to hear the talent show later on that night 
But the Ernie Bernie Egan's address was good. The address for the superintendent from the uh, school uh, school for the blind in the Indiana School for the Blind, and the other one Bosma, the guy the head of Bosma did a very good job uh, speaking as well. So you you guys did a really good job, and it's tough, you know, you're the president, but you have to help out and be like four or five different places at once, which is like almost impossible to do. So you guys put it all together pretty well. So this is a coffee club topic, but how many people showed up at the hotel with a no credit or debit card and wondering why they couldn't get in the hotel? <laughs> Hotels just <laughs> will not let you in there these days without that, without a, without a credit happens. card. Just think, though, Jeff, we only had to do the radio show last week. We didn't have to express any talent or anything. Right. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I, I know my talent is definitely not on loan from God. Go ahead, Bill. Did my, you want to might say? have not either. <laughs> yeah, else one, thing want, yeah, one thing I wanted to say, Jeff, you mentioned, uh, what's her name? I can't hear her name. was retiring from BBM. She's yeah, been Chris Rydell. Right, Chris Rydell. You're out here all the time. Uh, but the I think the guy right now, probably the, the longest on radio that I know of right now, would be on WGN, Orion Samuelson, that does the farm stuff and, and market stuff. He'd been on since 1958 or 59. Is he wow. still there? Because I hadn't heard him lately. Yeah, he, and he's, still, he's still, well, he's not on as much as he used to be. He does, like, short five-minute segments or stuff. I know he has a Saturday morning show that comes on at 5 o'clock. Saturday morning is mainly all agriculture stuff. Oh, and man, that. I but thought he was long he's still, gone. He's still on the air. I mean, he's still, he's still there. I think he's 80... I think it's eighty-five or eighty-six now, something like that. Okay, well, we do have um, we do have Pamela Francis. Go ahead, Pamela. Hey, Jeff, and hello to everyone on All Things Radio hey. this evening. Um, Jeff, I imparted some news to you last week with reference to your radio news. Uh, you had an LGBTQ station that was launched here. And I didn't put it in the radio news because I figured you'd be on here. So can you just tell us where that new, uh, where the sports yeah. is now on? Yeah, our uh, 610 sports had an HD, HD2 signal on 96.5. And they moved that to WDAF HD2. That's 106.5. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I, I did get your, I did get your message on Facebook, and I, I but I, I kind of figured that you would be here, so I figured you could be the one to tell everyone about it, Pam. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Pam, I hear there's a great radio show coming up after this show. Would you like to talk about that at all? Yes. As a matter of fact, I am filling in for Tim on this evening, who's been was kind enough to give me the go ahead for that. He will do his own features next week. I'm just going to do two hours of requests and. Have all kinds of fun. So whoever there you wants go. to stay okay. tuned after the show, be my guest. All right. Before we go to our next air, uh, Jeff, J- I'm going to call you Jeff. It's JT. Did you want to say something else? <laughs> I guess not. I, I, I don't know. I just, JT, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We keep telling you you're Jeff. I'm Jeff. Well, I, don't, I always forget my name, too. Well, this quick, no, I'm done. I'm finished. Uh, okay. Thank you. Real quickly, just real quickly, just one thing. Uh, going back on your earlier radio news, and you talked about the MS being sold to the Minority Partner Sinclair. They are actually changing their name to Waterloo Media for the Austin station because Austin used to be known as Waterloo. So, of course, they're going to be calling it Waterloo Media. Waterloo. I wanted to give some background on the on the air check. That the last thing that we're going to play the humble harv air check, and this is unusual. And I want to know quickly because we we normally go into the closing after the air check. 
He uh, had a very interesting career. He started radio working in Trenton, New Jersey, moved to Philadelphia at WIBG AM, and then left the, Then left it to go to the West Coast and worked at, KB, at KBLA, 1500 KBLA on the West Coast. After that, he ended up going to KHJ in Los Angeles under the Drake format. Humble Hop happens to be a black radio happened to be a black radio announcer, but one of the reasons that Bill Drake hired him for KHJ, they wanted him on KHJ, is because even though he was doing a top forty AM sound, he had that FM sound, and they thought rightly so that he could do well with the progressive rock audience who might want to listen to FM and and, and also listen to AM, and so he did very well in nineteen seventy one. He uh, found out that his wife was cheating on him. And they had a, had a fight over a gun. The gun went off, at, and she was murdered. He was convicted of the murder. But what was unusual, that I thought was unusual, he did serve some time in, in prison. But by 1974, he was out of prison, working at KIQQ in Los Angeles, California, then at KKDJ in Los Angeles, California, and a number of other radio stations. And as, Bill, as Chris said, he did the album Countdown, the Westwood One. He also did the History of Rock and Roll. He did so much. And yet... One of the things they said that surprised me is that the his, the family of his wife that he murdered also begged the parole board to parole him. And they said, and I can't believe they actually said that, that she deserved to be murdered for her actions. That's exactly what was said back then. What he did yeah. in prison to redeem himself, and I'm not sure if you can ever really redeem your you redeem yourself from a murder but what 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 he did was he did two things he started a prison radio station and the other thing that they mentioned and that was very mentioned quite heavily is that while he was in prison he did reading for the blind and that and that is a uh, something that has been done in prisons throughout the united states so he did reading for the blind and he came out of prison and he res- resumed his career probably not as successfully as he was before he was in prison but he did live to be 84, and you got, you got to admit that that when someone does something like that and gets convicted of murder, how many people actually come back after that and still can continue their radio career? And Richard Wagner talked about in his column how he how the wife that he ended up that he murdered would she would be calling up on the hotline in the station, harassing him, and all kinds of. She was so she was kind of a nutcase, and she may have been. I don't know about that, but I do know Sean. That it surprised me. I didn't, and, and of course, when it first came out that he had murdered her, it did not come out that he had murdered her because he, she was committing adultery. I found out about it because I knew someone who worked at WCBS FM, who worked under the Drake regime, and knew Humble Harbor and knew all the people in the West Coast. And he's the one that told me on the phone. I would have never known about it had it had it not been for the individual who worked at WCBS FM. And that's all I can say. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can wrap this up. And, uh, you know, we've got an air check from Humble Harv. And we want to hear what you guys think on the feedback line, 800-693-0595, hitting option two. And we also want to hear from you guys if you want to send an email to Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or if you can send an email to Bill at billsparks.org, I think it is. And so, you know, we want to hear from you on, we really want your feedback on all things radio. Over to you, Bill. Hey, before I do that, I want to thank everybody, all the panelists and everybody for doing that. But, Sean, you've just got to plug that podcast, buddy. All right. Well, of course, those of you, you want to hear this again, uh, you can uh, go to, you know, of course, legendoldies.com. You can download it. You can go to your uh, smart device and say, play Legend Oldies. 
uh, play Worldwide Legend Podcast and just keep saying next till you get all things radio or in your podcaster type in Worldwide, all one word, Space Legend and select all things radio, coffee club or Sports Lounge Live or all three of them. That's a good thing to do. Just listen to all, get them all free downloaded. That's right. That's very good. Well, here comes the phone and here comes the, the feature. This week, the radio community lost an iconic radio announcer. His name was Harvey Miller, and he got his big break in radio in 1958, working for radio station WIBG-AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But by 1962, he was off to the West Coast, working at radio station KBLA-AM in Los Angeles, California, and then at KHJ-AM in Los Angeles, California as well. However, his career came to a sudden end in 1971, when he murdered his wife after he found out that she was cheating on him. You would have thought that negative publicity and prison time would have ruined his career, but it didn't. He did serve some prison time, and while in prison, he started the prison radio station, and he also wrote an apology letter to his fans concerning his actions. It's really unusual, because you would have thought he would have served a lot more prison time. However, by 1974, Harvey Miller was back on the air, working at radio station KKDJ-FM in Los Angeles, California. He also spent time at radio station KRLA in Los Angeles, California, as well as other radio stations in the area. Even his wife's family forgave him and begged the parole board to release him. So let's go back to October 9th, 1966, and hear Harvey Miller at his best working at radio station KBLA-AM in Los Angeles, California, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 10 o'clock in Los Angeles and all's well, humble half till 11 tonight. You raise up your head. Roots on KBLA in a fabulous Sunday at its 10.03. KBLA around the world. Sweepstakes time and your brother humble out. Wasn't that stones out or something, baby? Ow! And of course, last night, a first at Los Angeles first, another one from KBLA. This time, a tribute to Dylan. And I sure hope you made it last night. Humble KBLA. Reach out and touch me, baby. I'm easy to find. But one five double O Super Radio seven nights a week. No rest for the wicked. Or is that the weary? Or something like that, baby. Reach out for me, baby. I'll be there, you know. You can always count on humble heart. Yeah, I'll be there, baby. I'll be there. 1007 KBLA Around the World Sweepstakes Time on a Sunday night that's so full of yours from Humble Hive. The Olympics talking about Sam Sneed. What you saying? on KBLA in a fabulous Super Weekend. It's 10.09. KBLA Super Weekend time. And of course, around the world, sweepstakes time. KBLA Super Weekend. Here they come, baby. High, wide, and handsome. The music machine on a KBLA Sunday night and talk, talk. Is that all you want to do tonight, baby? Oh. And now, from postcards received at KBLA, here is another entry in the Around the World Sweepstakes Contest. Ron Reach of Studio City. Ron Reach of Studio City selects Hawaii as his choice if he wins the Around the World Sweepstakes. If that's your entry, you have five minutes to call the Super Line at 845-3541 to qualify as the finalist in the KBLA Around the World Sweepstakes. For KBLA Sunday night, all over Los Angeles. Oh, baby, and everybody cooling themselves, you know. Everybody cooling it because tomorrow's Monday. 
don't forget mine, that humble hop gets you groovy right now. Remember this one, satisfying sound from a group called the Skyliners. One of the most underrated groups of all time, brother and sister, a group called the Skyliners. And since I don't have you, I don't have anything. Mr. Tambourine Man, it's 10-14. 10-14, KBLA around the world. Sweepstakes time. Yes, you look like Venus de Milo, baby. You were sent from above. You had to be sent from above because nobody down here looked like you. Girl, heaven must have sent you. I Algins, baby. Algins. Heaven must have sent you. Yeah, girl, you, you're sweet, baby. That's all right. 10-16, KBLA around the world sweepstakes time on one of those Sunday nights they right home about from Southern California. KBLA Yeah. Bam. I'll take you by your hand. You have Mr. Guy's... They always look like that. Yeah, it sure look funny to me tonight, baby. The pupils are all distended and everything. What you think about, baby? Which plateau are you on tonight, eh? You're on an eighth bar, though. Add moisture. Anybody with a fair eyes like you got, baby. Those pupils are sure bulging out tonight. Hey. Yes, you could call him Mr. Guys. It looked like some of the Ravi Shankar brought in, baby. I forgot to take out again. It's 1019 KBLA around the world sweepstakes time in the City of Angels. Come on, baby. Hustle your muscle. Twins your hinge and boy all, cause the Olympics wanna make you prance and bam! Get groovy, baby. Olympics, baby. Look at where it was, the action spot on your radio dial, 1500. On Super Radio, it's 1021 around the world. Sweeper stakes of time. Baby, Super Weekend. There's something about you, girl. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's your bank memory card, huh? Maybe all them big-time checking accounts you got. Maybe all that money you got buried in the ground. But, baby, there's something about you that moves me. Smash from your upset of your go-getter, your brother, humble house, DCB and on a KBLA Sunday night. Were you here just an hour ago, baby, when we let loose the stones for a big time hour every Sunday night, nine to ten, baby, be with us when the stones congregate. Never see your mother, baby, standing in the shadow by the stone. 
good loving, that's the best kind. That's the only kind. I don't take bad loving to you. Oh, no. I ought to try that doctor, baby. He's sounding heavy to me. He prescribed good loving. That's what'll cure the world. I got news for you. Next time you got a backache, baby, a toothache. The heck with a medicine. Try good loving, baby. That'll cure your ills for sure. Good loving by the young rascals. It's 1043. KBLA around the world. Sweepstakes time till 11. Humble heart. Number one. Number one. 96 years. For some reason, baby, this this dude reminds me of a of a saddest. Too many Baby, are just naturally bad. You're a nasty, evil man. One of the reasons the folks at KHJ hired Hubble Harb in 1967 is because he had that hip FM sound, but it also fit well on AM. And he did very, very well holding down the 9 p.m. to midnight shift on KHJ AM. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Fitting option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.